When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Yeah. You know, let's talk about something we could all use more of right now. Sex, great sex. Now, you should know that's not my copy. That's what they wrote. But I do agree with it in principle. I think we can all use great sex. And sometimes a fella needs a little help there. And what's better than Blue Chew? I mean, you can now increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. Bluetooth.com. That's blue like the color blue. And Bluetooth brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Danny, you yes. had a big meal. Yeah. It's totally cool. Well, because, you know, you go out to dinner with somebody and you're eating and maybe you're having like oysters or tacos um, or ravioli or raviolis and so you're full and now what am I going to do I want to perform can I take it on a full stomach I can but Danny do you ever worry that you're taking something that's not made in the USA constantly but this, this let is me, USA. I'm to tell you, USA all the way it's prescribed online by licensed physicians so you don't have to go to the doctor wait in line and it's even cheaper than a pharmacy and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. I know that that's a big thing for you. You're tired yeah. of getting no like, all of my you have a, you know all of my other weird ointments that come in and it's marked and it's like anal fissure cream uh-huh. and everybody sees it. This is discreet. It looks like you're getting a book. Oh, that's great. That's so you don't great. even have to leave the house. And right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluetooth.com. And get your first shipment free when you use our promo code, the special code Danny, D-A-N-N-Y. I'm so proud. My oh, name is I'm so code. jealous. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Danny, to try it free. Blue Chew is a better, cheaper choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Doing It with Danny Zucker and Jenny Johnson podcast. Yes. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use promo code Danny at bluechew.com. D-O-I in apostrophe, I-T-W-I-T, H-D-A-N-N-Y, and J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny and Jenny. Doing it with Danny and Jenny. Doing it with Danny and Jenny. It's a revolution in podcast. Wow. Every time it brings a tear to my eye. Welcome to the Revolution Podcast. I am Danny Zucker. And of I'm course, Jenny you know, Johnson. Jenny Johnson. I'm trying to get over my emotion of that Eli Braden song. No, I know. It's like, it's, uh, you know, it's sort of like when they play uh, Proud to be an American at the Bellagio Fountain, <laughs> how there's not a dry <laughs> eye in the house. And, uh, Nor a vagina. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah no, uh, it's, it's wet. Real. Very yeah. wet. It's very. Well, we have a very exciting show. We do. Yeah, this individual that is super funny that's coming on, we just learned how to, we popped our clubhouse cherry the other night, Danny. I know. We both, we both (laughs) got into the clubhouse 
with you, Jordan. Um, and uh, um, that was fun. It's, yeah, it's Jordan Rubin, everybody. Jordan Rubin, everybody. Hi, guys. Round of applause. Fake applause, guy. Cut in here. Oh, they're going crazy. Oh, my God. That one's showing your boobs. Look at that. Jordan, we have comedian, writer, director. He's, yeah. uh, I want to plug in my um, headphones and see if my audio is better. Okay. Uh, okay. How it is looks this? like you got some sweet beats in the back. Is that a box? For everybody. Does that change? Does that make things better? It, yeah, it makes everything. Uh, it makes it better. Uh, also, just that was great. Yeah, just the behind the scenes stuff of watching the sausage get made for our for our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, exactly. About you figuring out your. It's just great. I think everybody it makes everybody Me figure out my pile of boxes back there. Like very, I, I was looking as what a thing of beats headphones. Is that what I'm looking at? Uh, I think those are, yeah, those are beats solo threes. Wow. They sponsor the podcast. Fucking eye for me. It, yeah. it looks like maybe you're living in a bowling alley and you've repurposed yeah. shelves. Well, I realized like it's been a, it's been a long pandemic guys. And I, I realized just yesterday, like maybe I should like spruce up the background for all my meetings and, and for the very least my therapy. Yeah. Um, but I, it's just a pile of stuff. I actually had someone come to organize a task rabbit come to help me organize like a year and a half ago. And uh -huh. she's like, you know, you have a bunch of books all here. Why don't we just like make it sporadic? And she, and I thought it looked good, but then lately I just, I'm like, this looks like a, just things plopped in there. Yeah. It, it, it sort of looks, um, well, I'm watching like this a high school classroom in the back, like cubby holes for each student that they can yeah. I was watching And the shadows are bad. I was watching this documentary on the Unabomber, and it, it brings to mind <laughs> a little cabin a yeah. little bit. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, it's good. I feel like everybody's <laughs> taken a Unabomber turn during the pandemic. We've all started, you know, writing manifesto. Man manifesting. Yeah. I would read. Yeah. Would <laughs> Your manifesto, I bet, would be funny, sharp, quick. <laughs> I believe in you. I think mine would just be really, really depressing. So did you guys get, uh, so for those of you must know the Clubhouse app out there, but it's this app that I still haven't quite figured out, but that you go on and people, it's like uh, you're, you're talking and, and people yeah. can listen to you and there's interactions and whatnot. It's, it's like having like a, I mean, Jordan, I don't know how experienced you are with it. Twice now I've been on it and it's been with you, but it's like, there's an audience of people that are listening and then there's speakers that are in the yeah there and then i don't know i still don't understand there's like a middle group of people yeah and then, so yeah those are people that so there's three layers it's like it's basically like thinking of it as like this you know a stage so there's a stage and then there's i guess the orchestra section which they just uh separate which is people that people on the stage follow and oh, then okay. below that is just people that have joined the room that they don't have any affiliation um and i think they I am guessing the reason they do the, the in-between section that sort of orchestra people like stage people follow is just so when you want to bring someone up, it's easier to find. I think I still am not sure on that. It does make it oh, harder like if you see just, your buddy. It makes it harder to just stalk one of these things though. Like when you want to just go, if you know somebody on the stage because then everybody, Oh, there you are. Oh, you want to say something? Nope. I'm running away. Yeah. And I have the opposite problem where I, whenever I start a room, I'll start talking and then I'll see someone I know join. Like I'll say, I'll see you join or you join. Okay. And I'll, I feel like I don't want them to feel like, Oh, you listening. Like it's just a casual room. Usually yeah. I don't want my friends to feel like, Oh, you, you know, plebeians just sit down there and 
uh, is that the right word? Like just sit there and, 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 uh, well, we, you know, ramble on and I'm like, come on up everyone. But half the time people don't want to, they just want to see what the hell's going on. You know? Yeah. That's so like, what I think the new thing I've realized is you say, Hey, if anyone wants to come up, raise your hand. Yeah. Of course, then you get all the random people that you don't want and yeah, not great. your friends. I mean, I don't mean to sound elitist, but no one wants to trade unwashed on that stage with you. I mean, yeah. does that come off elitist? What I just said, maybe. It, it, no. Well, I have I, the first time I ever heard that term was two days ago. Elitist? No, the great no, unwashed. The great unwashed. I'd never heard that before. <laughs> oh my god, that was something. Uh, yeah, I remember my. I don't know. When I was a little boy, I remember hearing some snobs. It was that. my mom's friend who was texting me because my mother had a birthday a day or two ago and she was like randomly just talking about COVID stuff. And I said, have you been vaccinated? She said, yes. And um, she, she's like, I'm still very careful though. Cause I am like one of those unlucky people who she got polio after being vaccinated for polio back way back in the day. Wow. And then she started, she, she's very funny. And we were joking about some stuff and she said like, yes, my mother referred to them as the, everyone out, you know, in the society is the great unwashed. And I was like, <laughs> I should have heard that before, but I didn't. Um, Sounds so, nice. Your mom's the opposite of my mom. That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your mom? Texas? Yeah, she's in Texas. She just got her first vaccine shot, which that was a chore trying yeah. to get her to like actually go and get it. Because it, up until then, she had kept saying shit like, everyone just needs to get over it. I'm so sick of it. Right. Like, well, that does, doesn't make it go away like yeah you can be as annoyed as you want with the pandemic but it's there's well, Moderna, Pfizer and just get over it my mom my mom was lining up for it like it was a new iPhone like she's <laughs> right. waiting for mine uh, too for, and, and and she's like you know but it's also like you know she but she my, she got boulder shots you know old broad Did she get sick at all from not at all no. where is she where is she where'd you grow up Dan? Outside, she, she's outside of Atlanta Right. So it was good to. Did you grow up down there? No, no. My my uh, my sisters, both of my sisters, wound up settling in that area. Um, what my youngest sister was in aerospace, and then my middle sister uh, sort of followed over there, and now works at CNN. And uh, but where did you grow up originally? Where were you? Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. yeah how about you? New York City, Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was. Uh, yeah, I was just out. We were just outside the city. I mean, I lived. Um, I was born in New York, but. Uh, I don't right. know. I'm from Bay City, Texas. Thanks. No one cares. No. You're anyway, welcome. back to um, <laughs> the, yeah. So that's all flyover. Uh, but oh, uh, so the, let me tell you, oh, Danny, you'll laugh at this. So we did that first clubhouse a couple of weeks yeah. ago, you know. And I was telling you right before we started that Jordan had started this very fun movie night. Uh huh. That how long have we been doing this now, Jordan? What is it like five? We, we took one week off because one of my friends is like, take a week off. I think you'll, because then people will come back strong. And I think he just wanted a break for one week or something. I was like, <laughs> I know, I was disappointed when we were like, we have a yeah. bye week. <laughs> yeah. But we um, pick these movies, or Jordan has picked these. Like the, the first movie we watched was Teen Wolf. Yes. And so just. Oh my God. It, and watching, like rewatching something like that and Roadhouse face off. Yeah, Danny, you should come this week. I will. What, what, what is it? What is it? Thursday night at uh, 9, p 9 p.m. Pacific. So it's a little late if you're east. So Are you east or are you out here? I'm out here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I, I play at a Thursday night poker game, but if it's over by then, I will, I will. Yeah. So, but when you first joined Clubhouse, we had just watched the movie. Like, oh, when that we, what happened? That's yeah. That's why we were all like jumped from watching the movie. Yeah, to- I was like, let's all go meet in Clubhouse. The funniest um, thing that made me laugh was this past Thursday that after we watched Con Air, which was oh, hilarious. Hilarious movie. We get into Nicholas Cage, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like literally glad. And Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I'm a friend over here and she and I have been talking. We're literally just talking about Nicholas Cage. It's very banana. He just got married again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like right after we watched Con Air the next morning, I look on, I'm reading news. It's like, Nick Cage just got married for the fifth time to a, you know, 20 year old or something. Oh, it'll work out this time. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> we watch this movie, get on Clubhouse. And was it Jordan, was it you or David Wayne that decided to start uh, the truth about Bitcoin? I think I pitched, we were in a, our room post uh, Slack. We went over there and then I was like, let's start another fun room. What about if we're doing the truth? And David said, I'll start it right now. So he got the credit for starting it, but it was my idea. Okay. But- and, then, and then we all just chimed in on, uh, we played it completely straight and acted yeah. because 90% of the rooms on Clubhouse are about Clubhouse or about Bitcoin or about NFTs. That's what, what are yeah. NFTs? Non-fungible tokens, I think. Is the what term. does that mean? Is that, is that, like, is, is that, is that like, oh, is that like crypto? Uh, I think, I don't know enough about crypto, but I know NFTs are, I think it's like, uh, it's, it's a digital creation oh. of something that cannot change in value. Um, or no, it can change in value, but it can't change. So it's, it can't get old. It can't, it, it's a very weird thing. Like there's a, di- like um, uh, Jack Dorsey, is that his name from Twitter? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. tried to sell his first tweet and create a non-fungible token, I think from that would be the way to say it. Um, but I'm so, oddly, bored. I, I'm so bored even hearing this watch. Like, I know. Literally, it's oddly, like, MC Hammer is on every night talking about it. So I guess they find uh, celebrities to, you know, endorse it. Well, MC Hammer famously good with his money. Yeah, so. that's what I was going to yeah, say. Right, exactly, pretty... exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, he had been my financial advisor for like six years. And then yeah. Yeah, I never heard from him again. Things went south. Yeah, we like <laughs> comedy writers or aspiring comedy people in our audience, I assume. Yeah. Um, I also may be here. Uh, but um, by the way, to- sorry, I should be aware, but is any of this live or is this everything's pre taped? Everything's pre taped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This will, it'll come out tomorrow and then, you know. Right. Boom. Yeah. But, um, but the, the, I, by the way, the, the, by the, way, the NF- NFT, it, like, maybe I was on the dating apps too much yeah. lately, but it feels like it's one of those like things that people write in their dating profile like you know like that i don't understand what it means they have all these little letters like little side note i wound up talking to somebody about a week ago and i did not see um that that the ts was um transsexual for a while (laughs) i was i had a very great attitude with her but she knew that i didn't understand that and let me know right did she fuck with you oh no she was she was nice about it but knew like it was it was it was all it was all fine but like so for the comedy people there like how wait what where was your break like what started you off like tell where does jordan room like what what gets you in i mean i know i became aware of you i think like with stuff like twitter maybe what i feel like we've been twitter friends for a while maybe through jenny i i think we were twitter friends from the beginning but in terms of your career like where did the where 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 did your writing start was it Um, i was doing stand-up 
during college at NYU uh-huh. um, from age probably 20, 21 uh-huh. um, in the New York uh, budding, uh, you know, 90s comedy scene. And it's like, you know, Chappelle was hanging out with him a lot at that point because he was around the same age, exactly, I think. Uh-huh six months younger. And so it's like him and we had the same manager, which he recommended. And, you know, Sarah Silverman was sort of the generation above. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Jeff Ross was, but I was friends with them. And it was that kind of community. And I, for writing, I just kept submitting um, through my manager over a year to different shows and nothing, 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 nothing. And then finally, um, Jeff Ross, I guess was in LA and my manager at the time, Barry Katz, who represented Chappelle and Jeff, um, said, you should submit for this show, um, for the man show that Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla are hosting. Do you know who those guys are? And I was like, I don't know who they are because I guess they were on radio at the time. They were on K-Rock um, out here. K-Rock. Yeah. And I said, I'm not submitting for another show. I can't, I'm se- I can't take the rejection anymore. I'm done. It's been a year of this. And... He's like, well, your friend Jeff Ross is on there. Maybe he could put in a word. And so I submitted and I didn't get hired. They had one more spot open. They went on a writer's retreat for that weekend. And I sent a second submission I wrote over that weekend. So it got to them on Monday and um, they hired me. They said, you got to move out here in three days. So my first break was Jimmy Kimmel, Daniel Callison, Adam Carolla hiring me on The Man Show season one. That's amazing. Yeah, Daniel Callison, he's a buddy of mine. We've yeah. work together he's great, Love he's great. And, and jimmy's a good friend too so it's like yeah. that's that's uh but that's so that i mean that's a that's a fun way in man like that's like in terms of like to get your feet wet how old are you at that point would you say 26 that's a great uh, yeah it's everything when did you do your first like i remember like seeing i think when you started following me or i was following you or whatever on twitter and it was so random because I had like literally just watched you do a half hour on Comedy Central. Right. <laughs> like like it, I was flipping through and it was like literally the next day I look, I'm like, holy shit, I just was watching this guy's, you know, special. Yeah. And, which was super funny, by the way. Thanks. You actually had a joke. I disagree. Remember, about no. like uh, getting everything down to scale so your dick looks bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had everything in my apartment built to three quarter scale, so my dick looks bigger. I, by the way, yeah. there was there was a period of time where, like, I don't remember these guys got in trouble for at a subway for putting their dicks in the foot long subs, and all I could think of was they're like they deserve like a, a medal for bravery to compare their right. dick to a foot long sub. I was like, yeah. good for you. <laughs> That's what yeah. you're more focused on is the foot long bread. I, no, wait, I want like those little sandwiches they give it at, at like at like, like at a panini parties. Yeah. Little finger sandwiches. I'll right. throw my yeah. dick to that. Slider hot dog. Yeah, a slide, yeah. I mean, cut a slider in half. I'm happy to be that. Pig, like a pig in a blanket. Like a pig yeah. in a blanket. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. On a good smoky, little smokies. Yeah. 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 I'm, if I but if I if I suddenly go mute, it's because my my um uh, my sugar fish is being delivered, but I'm listening. So just okay. I actually want to see you get who who is there right there? Who is Me? there someone in the room with you or no? Yes. Don't oh, you really no. know. He, she, he missed that. Yeah. Yeah. She's my friend. She's drinking. She has a friend. Nice. Yes. yes. Um uh, but yeah, so, uh but but early days of Twitter, uh 
was so it's weird in some ways I look back more fondly on that than I do on my stand-up early days which itself was fun but was very hard but Twitter was like it felt like the old west and it's so different now than what it was but it was that early days where it was like you guys and it you know other friends and, and he's silent he's paying for oh, the he's, he's I, just, I need to take one quick what okay. is this clubhouse I, I with the meeting <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, I it, remember, it was like, so fun. Like all of us, it was such a small community. Yeah. It was before everyone in the in the entire world started writing jokes. Yeah. And and I also started feeling like, oh, there's plenty of people that, you know, yes, don't deserve to be writing jokes or or aren't funny. Right. But then there's these massive contingency of savants that yeah. are you know insane, and they're in their mother's basement in. Ohio, but they are actually funny. Right. So then it got very competitive. And then I, there was times when I would tweet one of my own jokes from two years back and I'd get accused of stealing some guy's joke who wrote it after me. And oh I was God. like, I that's when I sort of backed away from Twitter a little bit where I was like, and then yeah. the next layer of just like everything you say is offensive. So, I mean, but you guys still tweet jokes a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. Or try to, I don't read the comments anymore because right. it's, I did like, I, you know, I, I think about like, cause I had a sim like my, my thing was, I'm a little older than you, I think Jordan. And I was like, I went to, um, uh, but I was really trying to get onto Letterman and when I was like, when I got out of college, you know, I was in New York. And, I, you know, I interned on Letterman in and, and, Yeah. And it was, and for me, it was like, there was this one gatekeeper there, you know, that you had to get past. So you'd write your stuff, nothing. And who know. was it? Steve O'Donnell? No, it was back at the time. It was, uh, God, I'm, this is really going to date me, but it was. Um, Jeff it, Stilson. No, Barry Sand and um um and uh and also um and Gerard actually Mulligan. Gerard, uh, what's yeah. his last name? Mulligan. Mulligan. And I God, I remember when now now God, now I feel really old, but I remember interning on that and talking to Gerard and everyone saying he's 50 and no one could believe it. Yeah. <laughs> because no, he looked I pretty young and he was like eight glasses of water a day. That's a secret. Yeah, no, I know. He's, yeah, he's but now like to old. think of fifty is not that old is no. depressing. He's seven years younger than I am now. Right. Like, but he was this fifty. Yeah, I had exactly the same thing. So yeah. Uh, but like, what I liked about Twitter was though that it was a place where it was sort of made it a little bit more egalitarian, and it was meritocracy, and it was yeah. all of it. Shit, but I was always like, I was sort of envious. I, I liked that I was like seeing, you know, younger writers kind of come up. Like I met Jenny through that. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, and me too. Yeah, that's a, how we all. <laughs> I know, but it was a great place to sort of like see because funny's funny, and if you do it consistently, and you don't. Yeah, and it was like it, you're like Jordan. You were saying it was great. We we were this group. It was like this. Group it really of, felt like this club of small, which I'm sort of, I guess, creating with this movie night thing, where right. it was like this kind of. It wasn't like invite only, but it felt like it because no one was really on Twitter. It was really yeah. like the comedy people first. Yeah. yeah it and it was just a group and it was like other people would be watching like from that weren't in this like world and, and laughing and retweeting and stuff like that, but they weren't chiming in as much and it wasn't as contentious and we were all supporting each other. And I, yeah. I think you were a couple of times when I had like, I, I kind of felt like I was one of the first person to do like meetups. Like let's get all the comedy people out I in LA. So. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I remember coming out to LA and this was when I was still in news producer. Kelly was, Oxford was there. With was Kelly, it was Bob Delaney. Yeah. Rob, Delaney. I, yeah, Rob. When, when Jordan, when we first met, I remember I had come out to LA and I was here for like a news conference thing. Right. And you were so nice and like, come out and like have drinks and, and. Where did we go? Takes? 
no we went well i remember going to the brass monkey first right but, and there was like you had family guy writer friends and yeah you, the people that were there and I, it was so nice of you because i this was a world that i had right. you know so i was getting to meet like oh shit these are like real comedy writers you yeah that's fun the know, family guy writers were the, like they were the ones who <clears throat> alex they carved it out for how you could do it like i remember for me i remember just like I was on, I had Twitter and then I, somebody like, I, I logged on and I saw out what Alex Sulkin was doing with Twitter. And I was like, so oh, funny. that would be fun. And right. then, like, you know, and, and so then I, you know, that's when I got involved in it, but there were a lot of those guys uh, from, he, from- Here's a question for both of you. Yeah. I'm going to guess the answer is no, like you already have made contact, but is there anyone on Twitter that you're a fan of that, follows you and probably has for a long time but you've never really connected like you've never even spoken in dm or anything and it's just like wow they still follow me i love that person or or something but but you never made contact for whatever reason or you tried messaging them they didn't message back but they still follow you because i have someone there must be who's like i i'm I'm certain that i have some people like that i mean eventually i I, the dms start to flow but there must be i can't think who do you have like for me it's uh, Will Arnett. Okay. I'm a massive fan, but I, we just never crossed paths. We have so many mutual friends. He still follows me. I've always followed yeah. him. I don't read Twitter much, but occasionally yeah. I'll go on and I'll go and I'll see a tweet and then I'll be like, wow, that guy. It's so weird that he follows me. And I think some of it and some of these things have started, you know, and there'll be like some comedy guy in London, like some huge host or something that follows, you know, and it's like, and I think it all started from that early days when it's like there was this, there's this small gang of us. Yeah. No, and then everyone followed the people. comedy people, just like everyone followed Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. It was and, the, then, and then everyone moved on, but they still follow. Yeah, exactly. I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll tell you all, actually a funny Will Arnett story was I, a few years back, I, I got, I had a chance to go to the Emmys. Not By the way, I just realized I, I've worked with him once, so I'm out of my mind, but yeah. <laughs> So your old story's down the toilet. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I shouldn't even tell them. Or, by the way, but that's a but that's a horrible story. But yeah, <laughs> but I I had a chance to go to the Emmys, and as I was like sitting there watching it, and Will Arnett was one of the presenters, and he was presenting, and I can't remember the actress, but it was like she was very pale, like fair complected, like me, huh? and he was crazy tan. Like when they walked out, yeah. it was like just so noticeable. So I'm sitting there, and I like, let me go on Twitter. <laughs> Looks like. George Hamilton ejaculated and <laughs> Will Arnett's yeah, face. Ejac- you know, hashtag, <laughs> right. hashtag Emmys. And I'm like, proud, put it back in my little clutch. Okay. Right. And I go to an after party and I feel this tap on my shoulder. And I turn around and it was Will Arnett. He was like, I would play golf today. I mean, that was it. Everyone thinks I get a Oh my God. <laughs> like he just started like explaining it. And I'm like, dude, the fucked up thing is I'm the one that got the spray tan today. Not wow (laughs) amazing he laughed it was like he was so nice and and then i realized oh shit he followed me i had no idea so like oh i didn't think that was going to come back and like tap me on the shoulder but it was here's my embarrassing story like that um this is like you know totally insensitive but just shock value tweet like we used to do back in the day um i wrote uh a tweet i don't want to tell that story okay but we don't have to talk about it on the podcast, but I am going to grill you about it after the podcast. And then okay, I and I'm going to do a public Q&A 
on Clubhouse. On Clubhouse right after. Yeah. So why am right. I not talking about and, it? But yeah, let's not talk. About it. And I'm so going. I, I tell a story about Will Arnett, the jizz in his face, and y'all leave me hanging. Fine. Yeah, yeah. You get to talk about Will Arnett jizzing in your face. <laughs> but I can. But I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell how uh, it went horribly with Will Arnett, where I was writing on the Oscars, um, and I was. I've had this bit I've wanted to do, and it's probably pretty hacky for years. Maybe someone's done it, but I always wanted to do, you know, that famous streaker bit on the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I didn't, I don't think I ever knew when I was a kid that that was a uh, bit. David but it, Nivet was, uh, it was, it was staged, you know, yeah. like, but I think I thought back then that it was real, but um, I, I wrote this thing where I really wanted to have um, an actor, someone, and it ended up being Will that came to rehearsal to try to test out the thing. Um, it was the Franco and Hathaway year and Will comes oh. running out on stage naked and they're like, Will, what are you doing? And he's, he's like, I'm streaking. And they're like, what do you, so why are you stuck? He's like, cause there's no exit that way. So he gets stuck on stage and he has to have this dialogue with them. That's really funny. Um, and, and he's just like, so what's up with you guys? Like we should hang out sometime. And he's like holding his drunk. And yeah. um, so Will came and we got him to do it. I think at the time they wanted someone, you know, it's, the Oscars and they wanted a big film star. I guess they yeah. first asked Jim Carrey and they, and I love Will Arnett. And so he, he came by and he did it. And then I'm pretty sure they cut the bit because at the time it wasn't a big enough film star oh because I was dying laughing and, and I walked over to the producer's table and it was just kind of like, yeah, like, so it didn't work out, huh? It was like, oh, thing I've seen all night. Like, what are you talking Like, So it got cut, and I don't think Will was too happy. I don't well, know. No, I, 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 I think I sent him an email after, and I said, hey, sorry, and no response. Yeah. So I was like, he hates no, me. You get naked, and then it's cut. Like, you go to the app. Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't real naked. Oh, I know, but still, you're, you're, you're committed to a bit, and it's cut. Yeah. And you're real it's dying. a bit vulnerable. Was he spray tanned for that, though? Tell me. He was spray tanned, yeah. <laughs> I want to know. He's pretty spray tanned. Um, I want to know what percentage of it is uh, actual tan because there has to be it's not all spray tan right no I, I don't think that he he said he didn't get a spray tan but he he said it, he played golf but yeah, you got just, the spray tan I was and that was the funny thing was I was the pale one that had to go get the spray tan but right. you know he was a he was a good sport about it um let me ask you this so are you still I mean before the pandemic were you still ever doing stand-up or have you no, I, I haven't done stand-up. I think I petered out and I was basically done maybe six years ago and then probably did it once or twice, like four or five years ago. And then, yeah, I haven't. What was your reasoning for stepping away? When I moved out to LA to do, st uh, I was doing stand-up and I was like, I'm not going to become one of those writers that moves out to LA and then they stop doing stand-up. Yeah. And then it slowly started to happen. And the reason was, A, you get exhausted from writing all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you're, you're and you're B, you're getting a creative outlet um, at, at, you know, what I used to get from the audience because of my uh, whatever bad upbringing that makes me need approval of strangers. I am now getting from some strangers in an office or, you know, yeah. from the writer's room. Um, but then you, you're done with that. And if you want to have any kind of social life or whatever, I think there's a confluence of like a, a bunch of things at the same time, um, it was that, it was the fact that around that time was when big, big names started bumping people at the comedy clubs in LA. Yeah. That didn't happen when I started out. It would be like once in a million years, you know, you'd have Chris Rock show up in New York City 
and and come into the Boston Comedy Club or the Comedy Cellar, but it wasn't a common occurrence. All of a sudden in New York and LA, Seinfeld started dropping in, Chris Rock started dropping in, um, random big names started being like, oh, I'll give this a try again, you know, around that time when um, uh, Kramer got canceled, you know, yeah. like yeah. bigger names started just going into the clubs because yeah. they could. And I think they also realized there was a cottage industry of, or a massive industry of they could, even if they didn't used to do stand-up, become a stand-up. So I'd be working all day writing on a show and then I'd drive all the way over to a comedy club, have to talk to a bunch of comics. What are you working on? You know, yeah, insecure, yeah. competitive. And then I'd get bumped. So it's like, well, why didn't I go on a date or why didn't I just, you know, get some sleep, you know? So that was it. And then also I swear the advent of Twitter made me have an outlet where I, I was like, oh, I'm writing right. jokes. So I don't, why do I, yeah. there's a whole audience right here. Yeah, definitely. And they're not paying me well when I'm doing stand-up in LA anyway. What is it? Seventy dollars a night, you know. Yeah, um, I I totally get the idea. That was what Twitter did for me. It felt like lazy stand-up, but I, like, yeah, press, I yeah. get same feedback, and I love writing jokes. Well, did you do stand-up, Danny? I did when I well, okay. So I did stand-up when I was very young. So I started right. when I was like seventeen. Yeah, through college, and I was terrible. I was a hack. And weirdly, the last trip I took. I got back into doing it like right before the pandemic. I, Jenny let me oh, open yeah. her at the DC Improv. And oh, I'm like, wow. this is it. Yeah. I love it. I'm back. Wow. And then it went doomed. So <laughs> it I, was I, literally I, like one year ago. Like, one year ago. Right. Like, actually, I'm like yeah. ready to like, I, I, I do want to do it again. I've been writing. Yeah. And so, because I really always loved it. But um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'd say it, it, for me, it's interesting to hear that. We're coming to the end of the uh, show. I just, this is the part where we sort of like ask like, what you've been watching is there something that you've been uh, obsessed with or you can recommend or your pandemic? I got very obsessed the last few weeks with billions and binge watch the entire thing from start to finish billions i haven't yeah. really and i don't watch a lot of comedy some i, I do so i more often watch drama i feel like comedy yeah. i sometimes see the jokes coming or yeah. i just i'm so used to joking all you know making jokes all the time that i like either to watch straight things to make jokes on or just to shut my brain off. But the one comedy thing that I watched that maybe no one's recommended to you, but I can't imagine because you guys are, you know it all, but is Staff Let's Flats. Oh, I am, Jenny. I, I haven't seen this. Staff Let's Flats. What's and it, it is- It's the greatest. It's, it's on HBO Max now. Okay, I think. It's from BBC. Exactly. Yeah, it's the guy, Dimitri, what's his name? It, I can't remember his last name. Very but Greek name, but he, was, he, he was on um, Fleabag. Fleabag. He was the he guy with the weird with the teeth, teeth on Fleabag. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has his own show where he is a real estate agent in a name Stath, and yes. it, and he lets flat. So it's like he leases- Rents apartments. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And it is- And his sister is the actress that's on um, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. That's his I real love. sister in real that's life. That's his real sister oh, in real really? life. Yeah. And, and, and she's fantastic. She's little, so damn funny on that show. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to piggyback on Jordan's recommendation. If you okay, haven't seen that tonight, that. That anything from you, um, uh, Jenny? Yeah, I just watched uh, Coming to America 2. Have you seen oh, this? I have not. Okay. I was hesitant to watch it because I love the first one. I'm yeah. like, you know, watching the second one. I'm very I, hesitant to watch it. I had zero expectation going into okay. it. And because I had zero expectation, I just wanted to have fun. It's just fun. It's not like, 
I liked it. I thought it was really like there was some good jokes in it. There were some things that were very obvious, but it was a fun watch. Like if, if your if your friend wrote it, would you be uh, maybe saying this even though you didn't? No, know I don't know anyone curious. that wrote it. Matter of fact, Wesley okay. Snipes is in it. He blocked me on Twitter, so I'm not. <laughs> well, Arsenio Hall gave me my first writing job in television, so I wow. will absolutely watch it. Basically. Yeah, oh. matter of fact, he, and he was terrific at it. I, him, and I like we follow each other, and I sent him a like a message saying great job. Like it was, oh. and they had all the original people in it, and they just gave like. It was like Wait, a little bit sorry, of a love letter. Who, you sent a message to who? Arsenio Hall. But he blocked you. No, no. no Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes, blocked. Snipes blocked you. Oh, yeah. right. And that was about that, something racist. that I made a Wait, tweet. Snipes wasn't in uh, Coming to America? He's in Coming to America. Oh, he's too. in the second one. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, he's in the second. I, I wrote a tweet that I said, like, I'd rather have Wesley Snipes file my taxes than, you know, X, Y, Z. And I thought it was funny, but apparently it got back to him and- now I'm blocked by Wesley Snipes. Hey, what have you seen, Danny? That, I'm, I'm, go, I'm He's saying staff. Oh, that's it. Okay. That's the best thing. I haven't seen anything this, this week since we talked. So this is. Uh, but you're going to see the movie with us whenever I choose it Thursday. Yes, I promise. I will. Yeah. What are What are you leaning towards that we're going to watch? I was thinking of like shattering the 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 trajectory we've been on and just picking something weird. But I may do something again 90s action but I, I was leaning towards something strange in the vein of like a hallmark christmas movie type thing i would be into that so you let me know uh, uh oh yeah it sounds like jenny has an idea for one what, no i did but now i can't say it because i was gonna be like rude and what do you mean i was gonna say we should watch like riding the bus with my sister or rosie o'donnell oh, <laughs> i don't even get it no, hey, no, 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 you, no. you've never seen it cut it out <laughs> all, all i say is just google it Okay. Rosie uh, plays a person with special, special. Oh. and it didn't go well. It's, 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 a, it's a special movie. <laughs> I, there's an amazing trailer, if you get a second, that's 30 seconds long for an after school special in the 70s called, <laughs> you see these two kids and they're like, uh, he's like, what's the matter, Tommy? And he's like, oh, nothing. Parents are having problems. And then <laughs> you see him taking a bus and then the title comes up. My father lives in a downtown hotel. Oh my God. That's it's the Danny Zucker story? Because that's <laughs> what I'm doing right now. Um, it's perfect. On that note, Jordan, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I hope I didn't say something offensive and I hope I- I hope it, you did. You know, I hope you on. did. And, uh, and I'll look for you on Clubhouse. Any, you, any place people can follow you and find you? Anything you want to promote? At Jordan Rubin on Twitter, Instagram, and now Clubhouse. Well, no, it's Clubhouse. Sir Jordan Rubin on Clubhouse, yeah. Oh, oh Sir Jordan. got knighted. Um, you're at Jenny Johnson High Five. On uh, Twitter and the gram. And uh, let's put March 19th, I think. I'm doing a headlining flappers comedy virtual show. Is that online? Yeah. I'll yeah, yeah. That. If you haven't watched Jenny perform, you're a fucking idiot. It's true. You have yeah. to see it. And okay. I don't like, and I look, not, no, you're a fucking idiot if you haven't. Rectify it. Thank you. Go see right. it. Appreciate you. Unbelievable. It, it, it's, it'd be crazy. It'd be like you had, there was an opportunity for a lot of people of a certain generation to see the Beatles. And they said, ah, no, I'm not going to do it. And then boom. Yeah. They get yokoed. It's over. Yeah, you, you know, like people are like, oh, I want to see like Red Rocks. It's like, no, I want to see it on Zoom. Exactly. You're going to see it at Zoom yeah. in your underwear. Watch it. Um, thank you very much. Thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Blue Chew. We love Blue Chew. Keep thank you, Blue Chew. Yeah. 
Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Guy. Thank you, Guy. Everyone have a good night. Good night. See you next week. All right.